0: Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode from The Crow's Nest. With me, of course, is Thomas Ware III and Dr. Kevin Crow. Dr. Crow, we've had a lot of crazy things go on. We got started again with The Crow's Nest after being on sabbatical, and then the blizzard happened. And so I kind of want to start locally because you and I uh, agree uh, on a lot of things on the, on the local level. And so, you know, we had the bad ice storm in October and we really didn't get that cleaned up. Like all of the, all of the, uh, the, the limbs and things were stacked up and, and then the ice storm came. And so did you, did, how did you fare? Did y'all lose power or anything?
1: We lost, water intermediate that, that that was real common for a lot of people lose water we didn't lose it all day but it, we would lose it parts of the day um the i guess part of it f- um froze up to where where the water tower would seem like it was full but it wasn't there are again i think and i hope i'm not wrong here but i think there's communities like i don't know if el reno's got theirs back on which uses nope. that they don't and and also i think el reno's now may be wrong here too but i think um union cities on el reno's water too so they're out i think and um, um i believe like cement or somewhere was out still i think i hope i'm not wrong on these but i know they're out earlier because i had students from there telling me about that but it's uh yeah ho- ho- hopefully this is a once in a 50 year or once in a hundred year occurrence but nevertheless it's been real inconvenient for a lot of people
0: We've had a lot of those, uh, once, in a, once in a hundred year flood, once in a hundred year tornado, once in a hundred year ice storm, but they're happening with a lot more regularity. And so um, one of the things I want to talk about is response. Today I want to talk about response because we I want to talk about it on the local level. And then I want to talk about response on the national level and and where we're going with a lot of this because I'm sure you have a lot to say about this new bill the Democrats are trying to put forth. But I, I want to talk about the local level first and our city and our county's response to um, to this crazy, Weather, weather event.
1: I think with our city, at first with the water, I was much more upset than I am now. But I could see how a lot of people were having trouble. And I will say this: in and I rarely come to defense. You know this, the chick shit. But I will give them the defense on this. They did. I guess they did have somebody they would send to get the water started ever so often. They couldn't keep it on, but they would get it going. So I think they actually did better than a lot of places around here. That said. The limb situation, that's unexcusable because like I said, that's let's see, November, let's see, October, November, December, January, February, March. I mean, that's you're we're going almost five months, and they're starting. I think they've they've contracted it out now. But you know, that's that's a major issue. But the water stuff, I think they handle it as well as they could.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am. Um, I had a hawk. I mean, these limbs have been here for so long. Like I have a hawk that comes and hunts (laughs) in this pile of limbs that's on the corner on my street. Like this is like one of his, like his loyal hunting grounds. I see him around here all the time. And they finally, finally, finally yesterday started picking everything up. And so, uh, yeah, finally. And so um, I want to talk about some of these bills on the state level that are that are being heard in committees and that are coming through right now and um, some of them are pretty alarming and one of them uh, has to do with outlawing filming any kind of law enforcement you can't film them it's going to be illegal to film you know law enforcement or or anything like that so what I want to know where where you land on that as far as accountability don't you think that this part this is part of like citizens holding their law enforcement responsible and accountable or do you think that this is just some kind of liberal nonsense taking it over the line
1: um well first of all let me mention one one thing to put people's minds to ease remember there are thousands of bills that are still being heard right now you know that are that are in there and there are some even crazier than you could imagine i mean you know that that are out there and that happens every every session so we'll see if that one gets through i think if that one gets through it'd be shot down anyway i mean even even if it made it through um i don't know about the constitutionality of that and here's the thing and you know this kelly i'm probably one of the biggest supporters of law enforcement you'll find my brother's a retired police officer and all, all of that but, but here's the thing you have to look at. And I can see why people think, and, and I understand why policemen think this is going to interfere or whatever. But the point is, you know, when you write laws, laws have to apply to everything kind of equally. And so if you pass a law that said, oh, you can't film police, well, then, you know, you can start passing a law saying, oh, you can't film politicians. And, you know, that would be the next step. And so, you know, I'm a big supporter of the police. I always, I I come to their defense a lot of times, even when, you know, when some video comes out there, I'm usually the one that's hesitant said, wait, 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 let's see the whole thing. But even I'll say, no, 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 this is not a good law because, uh, you know, laws can't be that specific. They have to be broad. And that's a slippery slope doing that. And I will say this, my brother's a retired police officer. He's always been in favor of the cameras on them. He said, "That's as big as defense for them as it is as you know. It saved as many officers as it has you know hurt them
2: and I'd, stuff." I'd on. rather I'd rather see a law pass that says that they can't turn those body cams off.
1: I, yeah, I, Thomas and I agree with you. But I don't know, I don't know if there's a reason why on some of those. I mean, I think some of them, like you said, you just got bad people that'll do that. Um, I tend to agree with you. I don't know if there's if there's a legal reason that they turn it off if there's if there's an invasion of privacy. I don't
2: know. I've been I asking about that, about that for a while and nobody can come up with a with a single instance where there's a real reason to turn that body camera off. Now if All there's right. if there's stuff that if there's stuff that's sensitive that doesn't need to be seen, there's there's ways to suppress that that footage. I-
1: I, I agree with you unless somebody can send something saying, no, no, the reason we have to is here's the legal thing. Does that make sense? But in principle, I agree with you unless somebody can show me different.
2: Yeah. I just, I, I don't, I don't see why the, why the, uh, why there's such a pushback on something that can actually help, like cracking down on bad cops is good for the good cops. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
1: you'll find that. It, it, most policemen, they, they, they support getting rid of a bad cop. And a lot of times, you'll actually look, especially if you look, I know, I know this because my brother was a retired police officer in Tulsa. A lot of the bad cops that they've actually gotten, the origins of them getting rid of them were actually other policemen and not people that had a grudge, but they didn't want to be associated with them. You know, that's the ones that will actually eventually say, hey, Hey, watch this right here or you know, and something. And it's not a personal vendetta. It's they've seen this. They don't want those people out there because it, it hurts them.
0: Well, and I, you know, and I, I also support law enforcement. I, I'm a great supporter of law enforcement. I, I think that that we need to do everything that that we can. To protect law enforcement. However, I have made the distinction between law enforcement and police officers, because I think that there is a difference because law law enforcement actually enforces the law and tries to do that in an even um, fair way. And try to tries to apply that equally to everyone. Police officers, on the other hand, can have this arbitrary attitude of, well, stop and frisk, or I'm gonna turn my body cam off and throw this bag of coke and you know, here and 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 pretend that it's evidence. I mean, and and I think that we're really starting to see I we're starting to see that distinction with with how things are, are going now. And, and I, I think we found, found a, a situation where we all agree that these officers, rather than not being filmed, they need to have that accountability. They need to have that accountability to the people that they serve and to remember that they are public servants. And, and 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 on the other side of that they should be held to a higher standard all of our public servants should well right say, i mean
1: i'll say this i prefer um like thomas said keeping making sure that the video camera's on making sure that people have the ability to film them all of that over passing laws that hamstring policemen does that make sense in other words the best accountability is um is um you know visibility does that make you know being able to see things that's better than than coming up with because a lot of times laws that say well we'll prevent this by passing this law well you also hamstring policemen from doing things that they need to do it's better to just have everything visible and then people can see what's going on i think that's the best way
2: that's true transparency right
1: true transparency transparency is always the best solution and by the way that works i think even in um if we're if we're taking it to the legislature, or we're taking it to teachers, or we're taking it to whoever, the best thing is transparency over passing law saying, "Well, you've got to do this and this and this and this and this," because then you're creating all these loopholes that somebody can go around and you know prevent things from happening that need to happen. Um, and 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 Kelly knows this. In my classes, I have always allowed any student to record any class and. You know, and people say, well, aren't you afraid, you know, you'll say something blah, blah, blah to get you in trouble. Well, I stay in trouble. <laughs> but uh, but the, my notion is, of course, you know, my rule is this. I always say, well, you can film a class or you can tape a class. But if you do, you have to tape the whole class. I don't let anybody take 30 seconds of a class, um, because my thing is, if you can see the whole thing in context, gotta have
2: it in context,
1: you have to have it in context. That's right. And again. That's why I like the idea of the body cam, because you can have a video that can come out and make a policeman look bad. Oh, look at what he's done. Hey, let's see what happened 30 seconds before that. Does that make sense? Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think full transparency is always best.
0: Well, and and too, just like you said, that's a, that's a protection of themselves, them arbitrarily turning that off. Wh- why is that instinct to turn it off when the training should be, hey, keep that on, because not only does that protect you as as a law enforcement officer, but that protects your agency that protects the reputation of your community or who, whatever community you serve, whether it's campus security or what, whatever agency that may be. And so I I think that that I think that you're you're right on that. We need to ensure that that these cameras are staying on, rather than um, rather than just oh well I'm going to click this off right now and what, whatever happens happens because that's one of the first things that's always asked is well where's the body cam footage? Oh well I turned it off.
1: Well and that's what I learned. Like I said when I let students record classes, you know are there things that I'll say in class that'll make me look like a <laughs> Uh, well, I forget we're live, but, but will make me look bad. There are, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, but the thing is, you got to get over worrying about being perfect. You just have to show you, you've got to worry about being competent. You know, that's, that's the thing. And so I think a lot of these, you may even have some officers that are not bad, but then they're thinking, Oh, I'll turn it off because I may say something. I don't want to say, you know what? It's better getting caught saying what you shouldn't say than You know, keeping that video off and then and then, you know, people could allege all kinds of stuff. I think we also have to we also have to give passes on not expecting perfection, but you cannot expect like getting billy clubbed in the head. That's just wrong. But, you know, somebody may throw a word out they shouldn't have worked, you know, shouldn't have said. Does that deserve firing? I don't think so probably deserves a reprimand, something like that. But I think we also have to, we also have to enforce, we have to be clear about what we enforce. Is this, was this wrong? Yes. Could have you done it differently? Yes. But by the same token, if it's criminal behavior, they gotta go, they gotta go. You know, in other words, we have to start distinguishing. We can't let every little, anything that's illegal is illegal. I'm gonna say that. But you can't let every little thing that might bother you that think, oh, oh, it sends shivers up me being a fireable offense. Does, Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and and I think too though, I think that we we have to we have we do have to allow a little latitude, but that latitude can't come at the expense of safety or at the expense of um. You know, somebody's uh, whims, I guess, is is the best way to put that, because there there are and there are certain disadvantages that especially people of color have when it comes to interacting with law enforcement. And this it's it's really kind of a scary thing when you think about it, because the laws like this, it feels like it's geared toward people of color. Because in the end, I mean, it's not really a lot of white people who need this video evidence because they're not getting attacked. It's it's the people of color. It's brown and black people who are are having these interactions with the cops that just escalate so fast and get out of hand. And so I think one of the things that we also need to do is look at policies within these agencies that allow this behavior and we also need to have some kind of database i know oklahoma is not going to be the one to start it but we need to have some kind of database for bad police officers we need to have a database for predatory teachers and educators we need to have these kinds of ways that these agencies can can have a way to to investigate people before they even hire them like hey this person sexually assaulted three people while they were on duty but well
1: you don't need a database for that is all you have to do is enforce the law if you enforce the law and you've had a you've had a um a police officer who sexually assaulted somebody, that's gonna be on their criminal record, and then that's gonna just negate them from being a police officer. That's but whenever
2: all whenever police officers break the law, then they get investigated by their own police officer, their own force, and then they're found guilty of no wrongdoing, and they get put on you know paid leave for a couple months until everything blows over, and then they're back at work.
1: If it's illegal and you've got the proof that it's illegal that will still hold, hold up in a court of law. I mean, that would go beyond, I mean, then, you, in, in other words, that moves even beyond the internal affairs. Internal affairs has a number of things they can look into. Our problem is we don't need more laws to, go, to, to restrict the police. What we need to be able to do is, and this isn't just police, this is anybody, this is politicians, this is teachers, this is everybody. A lot of times our problem is we don't enforce the laws that are already there that's the main problem and and then it goes back to what thomas said the main thing is is transparency
0: well and and okay let's let's look at it this way there is a case out of caddo county where the assistant chief of hydro oklahoma was thrown in for some really heinous stuff against a, a minor and his father he's of course he's the assistant chief his father is the caddo county sheriff and he's a reserve deputy for caddo county part of the posse i guess and so this this still came to light but however when the story broke it broke and we have heard absolutely nothing about it
2: and that was that was the osbi that came in too that was well the the feds alerted the osbi and they were the ones that came in to make a bus this is i mean this dude was obviously a predator and was probably you know allowed to operate because of who he was and his connections and being a police officer
1: well no the part of the reason they may not be saying anything is is not wanting to hamper the investigation in other words this is true in almost any crime if you, if you say too much then that might be thrown out in you know in 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 trial or something like that. So you don't want to hamper your evidence. And again, I don't want to say anything right now until it plays through, so. But, but having said that, um, I, again, you know, but if this is a, this would be a criminal case, there's no word, you don't need a database. If it's a criminal case and he's, you know, he's found guilty, that's it. That's, that's on the record um, and everything. And, but, but the main thing, like I said, is, our main problem is enforcing laws we already have, not new things. Um,
0: well and and you got to understand something too is that these guys are part of the fraternal order of police they have a union i mean these guys are unionized for for people who are so against unions the police union is very powerful and and they tend to stick up and say hey no 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 that's you know this cop has rights and and i do agree with that i do but however I mean, they should immediately be relieved of duty. We, and, and here's another thing, too, as the way that this case is, somebody knew this was going on.
1: You know, and the other thing you have to do in a, in a case like that, or in any similar cases, the people you want to hold responsible will be the people who actually are in charge of, you know, hiring, firing, all of that. In other words, that's a political issue as well. And so that's that's another way. And again, I'm not say, I'm not I'm not commenting on this case specifically until it gets just out. I'm generally, just saying, yeah, yeah, generally, honestly, generally. I have to. Yeah, because because I, I don't have the Caddo County paper or anything, so I can't comment on this. But um, but but in general, yeah, I mean, you, you know, that's that's another thing. So there's a political issue there as well. You know, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say and that's that's really where we get into a lot of cronyism and nepotism and and that's what this is that's that's completely what this is because if it was just him I don't think it would be a big deal but because of who his folks are and because of of who they are in Caddo County. Well, Um, they're they're able, like the media is not going to, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the sheriff and his wife and those are our friends and neighbors and we're just going to keep this out because it's embarrassing for them. Forget about the fact that the community needs to know that there's a predator out there, but because of who they happen to be related to and winning the genetic lottery, they don't have to have all their business spilled out in the Anadarko Daily News like Thomas or I would.
1: You know, this also works at the national level. I mean, you have right now one of the people that's, that will be appo- appointed who will be kind of in charge of, you know, investigating Hunter Biden, who was his law partner. I mean, you know, I mean, this happens everywhere, this type of stuff does. It doesn't make it right. What I'm saying is you are correct on this. I mean, you know, there has to be, you, you cannot have the judge, the jury, all of that be people that are connected. It, it, it. You are correct. You are correct.
0: Um. Okay. Let's. Uh. It's. It's so. It's so strange when we all agree on something. Uh. <laughs> let. Let's shift gears a little bit and and let's go to the national level and to the COVID response. Now. Um. I'm actually completely vaccinated, and what's really shocking to me is how IHS has been mobilized to vaccinate american indians um now in the non-native community are are you are you going to get vaccinated or are you are you planning on doing that or you rather not say because you don't have to say no
1: no i could i could right now the only reason i have it right now is i mentioned um you know over the break you know i had that I, i'm full bill of health now. And so I'm kind of nervous about getting vaccinated that closely. Now some medical people say, oh yeah, it'll be okay. No, no, because it's not okay for the flu. That's not okay for anything else. So COVID's no different on yeah, that they
2: say if, if you had it in the past like 60 to 90 days, it's yeah. better to wait to get the to get because you can still have antibodies in your in your system. And that's right. But they can trigger, trigger, you know, trigger something.
1: One of my things that I do want to say about this, and I want to stress this. I'm not a medical person. This is my personal observation. Okay. So, so you can take that for what it's worth. One of the things that's disturbed me though, about COVID response, I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about the way we're handling it. And I'm not knocking the people who started this, but this is something we need to rethink is the total isolation. And what I mean by that is this, first of all, I'm not a denier that doesn't say that people don't die of COVID, that it doesn't get them and it messes people's lungs up. I'm not denying that, okay? But we also have to separate the number. When we say, oh, there's a half a million people that died of COVID. There's a half a million people that died with COVID. That's different than of COVID. You know, in other words, they had it, they died. But that necessarily isn't what killed them. Now, again, I'm not one who doesn't deny that there are people that die of COVID. I know people that died of COVID. But I think another thing that's contributed to that is, is I'm starting to question this total isolating of people because, okay, everybody has different symptoms. Okay, my only—I didn't cough, I didn't get a fever, I didn't have headaches. I had some aches, but the main thing was the ungodly exhaustion. Okay, and I've never had that happen. I could work like you know, I, and I had my computer at home, so I could do some stuff two hours a day, and that was it. And you know how I am. I run normally 12, 16 hours a day. Oh,
0: yeah, I bet (laughs) you're hating it.
1: (laughs) But I started thinking to myself, I thought, you know, and and the whole family got it, different things. And by the way, my 86-year-old mother, got our 85-year-old mother got it, too. She had it less than anybody. I'll get back to that later. But here's the thing. I'm starting to wonder, even when I had it, it was just the exhaustion. I started thinking, I wasn't worried about dying. But here's the, the reason why. I have two kids and a wife. I, I'm not by myself, but I was thinking, you know, I remember being by myself. And if you're by yourself, you get more paranoid. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're so zapped for two weeks. I think you just lay there and die. I think a lot of people are dying because they're so isolated. You think like in Vietnam, there were people that get their legs blown off, whatever, and they would live. And then you'd have somebody get the tip of their finger shot off and they would die. There's a lot of it in here. And I think by totally isolating people, I think we're killing people that way too. They get it and they just deteriorate. Um, And that's something frightening. And if you think about it, and this is what's important, the native community has a million strikes against them. We talk about that, things they have to deal with, but there's one positive thing they have over lots of other people. And that is they do tend to have strong extended family networks. Imagine if you were isolated. And you're taken from that. Think about that. That's what I dislike about the response. I think we've over isolated people sometimes. Um,
0: well, as a single person who lives alone and had a bad spill the other day and had to come to grips with being alone, thanks for making me think of that, to Doctor Crow. I appreciate that. <laughs> but,
1: but, but now here's the thing, Kelly. You have extended family.
0: That's true. Very, very true. Yeah,
1: but that uh, totally cut off. That's that's what I think is, and you can see the mental stuff that you're you know, how many people are having mental problems now and everything. And it's natural. But <laughs> you know, if you're cut off, it's yeah, that's the thing I'm I'm most frightened about on this.
0: Well, and I think the, the mental health issues were always there, but you are right. There is a there is a certain level of alienation and, in isolation that it's just had to come because, you know, especially in Indian country, we've lost a lot. We've lost a lot in Indian country through COVID and we've lost a lot of elders and as Indians, we have a great fear of being without our elders. And so not, not enough to stay home as much as we should have, but you know, we, we still want to do everything that we can to protect them. And for me, I just stopped going places and it's just now, now we're being able to get vaccinated and IHS has a real great push to vaccinate American Indians right now. And it's fantastic. They're even, um, I think they're even extending it in some places to non-native spouses and, and things like that. So um, IHS has, has really, really come through, for for the natives this time and and I know several natives who have been vaccinated completely vaccinated and I'm one of them. And so it's um it really goes to your peace of mind. I think yeah,
2: I got my first shot. So.
0: And so um, let's wrap the show up by uh, talking about a couple of crazy things and and getting getting up to date on our national news, because Thomas and I inquiring damn Indian minds wanted to know um, with this split in the GOP that's coming about and with a lot of Republicans taking sides and especially uh, lifelong conservative Republicans, conservative in every sense, um, are you more in line with the Trumplicans or are you more in line with the GOP kind of classic GOP, if you will, versus Trumplicans? Are, where are you going to go on that split?
1: You know, you have to you, you have to when you when you mention these, you have to and I've always made this distinction, you have to look at a cult of Trump. And then you have to also look at Trump's policies. Does that make sense? And so I've always said this. I've always been, for the most part, um, a a strong supporter of Trump policies and and everything. Um, Like I said, I think he realized who in the country is hurting. I mean, you you know, working people are hurting that is not a typical republican issue it's always been the one you've heard me say this once upon a time this is long before trump came along i always said there were uh, originally both of them have gone down the tubes now but originally the two parties both had a plus and a negative i always said once upon a time the democrats were a friend of working people that was their plus. Their negative thing is they tend to be weakless, worthless, worthless and weak when it came up came to sticking up, you know, to, to threats and all of that. Once upon a time. Republicans, once upon a time, they've always been heartless and not caring about working people. But still though. <laughs> but, but they could be tough when it came to standing up to real threats. And then and I used to say this again before Trump, you've heard me say this. Now what we tend to have are two parties who don't give a damn about working people and who are worthless and weak. And so with Trump, at least policy wise, policy wise, he tended to keep us out of issues we shouldn't have been in internationally, still could build up the defense and still care care about working people. Now you could ask how he implemented that, could you do better or not? Now that's a separate issue of a cult of Trump which is basically, it's Trump or nobody else. And that I'm not in favor of. The reason I don't comment too much on this, and I'm not being negative, I think Trump is in good health for his age. I think mentally he's quick for his age. (laughs) Nevertheless, notice how I keep phrasing that, for his age. And I'm sorry, Trump took more abuse than any president I've ever seen in my lifetime for four years. And we know, even if you get a pass as a president, and you're loved by the press, notice how it ages them. And so Trump of 2021 is not the same Trump of, you know, 2015, 2016. So by the time it gets to be 2024, even if you love Trump, I don't know if, you know, Somebody else may should ch- take that populist looking after working people standard. So that's where I stand.
0: I I have to disagree on the abuse though because I'm going to say Barack Obama took a lot. A um, lot, but not as you. much as Trump.
1: I mean, Trump was continually, uh, continually. Okay,
0: we will, we will, we will continue that on a different episode of the Crows Nest because we are out of time. And uh, of course, as always, a great discussion here. So make sure that you tune in for the Crows Nest live on Talk Jive Radio every Saturday at noon. And of course, if you miss any of our conversations, you can catch up with those wherever you get your podcast. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Thomas Ware III and Dr. Kevin Crow. Have a great day, everyone.